It is Friday, December 11th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 14 FanDuel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me again are Tyler Syracuse and Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Tyler won Week 13 of the Shark Duel to sweep our staff challenges for the week. Tyler, how did Week 13 treat you on FanDuel? Yeah, it felt really good to get the sweep. Uh, We got pretty good competition going, so it's going to come down to these last few weeks. Uh, I had Aaron Rodgers over on FanDuel as well. I won despite Derrick Henry having probably his worst game of the season. He only had 60 rushing yards, and he fumbled the ball. Tennessee just fell behind early, so he was never going to pay off once that happened. David Montgomery, of course, scored two touchdowns, so he was kind of the key to the week on both sides as well. You needed him in cash and tournaments. Jarvis Landry paid off for me on FanDuel. He had seven catches and a touchdown by halftime. Baker Mayfield came out firing with four touchdowns in the first half. And then the Rams' defense, uh, I got pretty fortunate. I had extra money. Uh, I said on the podcast I wanted to play Green Bay, but I had the $400 extra to get up to the Rams against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, and Murray threw a late pick six, which kind of bolstered me and gave me eight more points, which which really helped me in a lot of my head-to-heads. Yeah, just like on DK, I suffered for not playing David Montgomery, sacrificing my own lineups for the benefit of all of you, so now we'll see if I can rise again on the third day. Other than having Devontae Booker in my lineup, it was solid. Kyle Rudolph was terrible. Brandon Cooks wasn't terrible, but fell short of really paying off. And Derrick Henry, as you mentioned, was a surprising dud. Really, I was shocked at how that game went. I mean, I I knew that that Cleveland was solid, but I did not think that that particular performance was within the possible outcomes for that game. Jared, any takeaways from your Montgomery wasting lineup? No, I mean, yeah, uh, me and Tyler had a lot of overlap in this lineup, too. You know, uh, he, his Jarvis Landry outscored my Allen Robinson, despite Robinson being more expensive. Uh, Tyler played Ferkser. I also played Kyle Rudolph with his goose egg, and then Tyler also got me at defense. So, you know, Tyler basically beat me at the three spots that we were different in this lineup last week. Killer. The season series now stands at five wins for Tyler, seven for Jared, and one for me. We will all be back at it for week 14, me mostly just to donate money in the spirit of the season. We will show you who we're playing against each other in round 14 of the Shark Duel in the free post for this podcast on DraftSharks.com. For now, though, Jared, why don't you hit us with some cash QB? I think there's a lot of solid plays at quarterback this week. Like, no one really stands out as the clear top play. I'm starting with Ryan Tannehill at $7,900. Uh, Jack secondary, all kinds of banged up. Jacksonville's 31st in football outsiders past defense rankings. Uh, the Jacks have allowed multiple pass touchdowns in six straight games and 9 of 12 overall. And Tannehill, back in week two when these teams played, only threw it 24 times, had 239 yards and four touchdowns. So you know, even if Henry has a big game um, and Tannehill doesn't have big passing volume, I think I think he'll pay off the $7,900 price tag. Yeah, I certainly mentioned last week that Derrick Henry's big games have tended to also be big games for Ryan Tannehill. And I think there's plenty of potential for that to happen in this one. Tyler, what are you favoring in cash at quarterback? I think there is a quarterback that really stands out over on FanDuel, and that's Patrick Mahomes at $8,900. 
there's no reason he should be priced as the QB3. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are both priced above him. You know, the Dolphins are a good defense, but I don't think they're a defense that can contain the Chiefs. Nobody's really been able to do that. Tyreek Hill got back to full practice Thursday and Friday, so he's good to go. Travis Kelsey's always a mismatch in the middle of the field. So I just don't think there's any reason that he should be priced as the quarterback three when he's the clear MVP of the league. And he's always got a very good chance at three plus touchdowns. So he's going to be my guy over on FanDuel. Yeah, I mean, I certainly can't argue with that. We already saw Patrick Mahomes early this season go to Baltimore and dominate the Ravens at a, at a point where the Chiefs weren't even looking that dominant yet. So it, I'd certainly never bet against Patrick Mahomes regardless of the matchup. I'll probably be living in the 7K range like Jared. Matthew Stafford, 7,200. Kirk Cousins, 75. Taysom Hill, 77. Tom Brady, 78. Ryan Tannehill, 79. Solid to good matchups for all those guys. I think they all make sense. It's probably going to come down to what lineups I like the best as I start building. And I'm not as smart as Tyler in DFS, so I need that extra salary space to save from Patrick Mahomes to build the rest of my lineup. GPP side, Jared, what are you doing? Yeah, same thing as on DraftKings. I'm going to have Justin Herbert in GPPs here. Um, he's 8,300 bucks. I, mean, I think he's in play for cash as well. You know, j- just going to give Herbert and the Chargers a mulligan for that dud against the Patriots last week. Um, now he gets Atlanta, who is dead last in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And again, as I mentioned on the DraftKings show, you know, this game features two teams that are top 11 in situation neutral pass rate, two teams that are top six in situation neutral pace. So it's going to be a fast-paced, pass-heavy game, which is good for fantasy scoring. Tyler, what about you? I'm going to have Mahomes and GPPs as well. And then Justin Herbert's going to be my other high-owned guy. And then just to give out a third quarterback uh, pick, it's going to be Matthew Stafford in a high-scoring game against the Packers. So I think it's just going to be those three guys, and that's going to be it. So pretty tight quarterback player pool this week. I'm going to also have Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins in consideration here. I like Ryan Tannehill with Derrick Henry, who's down to 9,600. He had been at 10K. Um, and maybe also add Corey Davis at 6,800. Titans have the third highest implied team total for the week. And the only two teams ahead of them are Green Bay, Seattle, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson are both in the 9K range in salary. They have expensive receivers as well. You can play their expensive receivers to get that exposure. And then Kirk Cousins, we talked about it on the DK pod, but I like the idea of Cousins plus Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson in a tournament lineup where I think Dalvin Cook's probably going to have a struggling day for Dalvin Cook against the Bucks this week, and that they'll be leaning a bit more toward the pass than they usually do. Like it. Running back for cash, Jared, what are you playing? You playing David Montgomery here? Uh, David Montgomery, 6,600. Miles Gaskin, 6,000. It's hard to overlook at the top of our dollars per point projections on FanDuel this week, especially because they're going to help you fit Derrick Henry into a three running back lineup. Yeah, I agree. Montgomery and Gaskin, the two obvious values here. You know, I think DraftKings did a better job getting Montgomery priced up. He's way too cheap here still. And another great matchup against Houston. And then, yeah, Gaskin um, came back last week 21 carries in that game against the Bengals. The Chiefs are beatable on the ground. I think Gaskin will remain involved if and when Miami falls behind. So he's underpriced too at 6K. And because David Montgomery delivered each of the past two weeks and because I'm considering playing him this week, we know that he's going to crash and burn. Tyler, what are you playing at running back for cash? Yeah, Montgomery and Gaskin just make too much sense. They're definitely going to be the chalk running backs on FanDuel in cash games. They're going to be chalky in tournaments as well. So we're going to look to differentiate in some lineups, but both those guys are just way too cheap for their role in the offense. 
I will. I do have no problem going to Austin Eckler if I have nine hundred dollars extra, and I would fade Montgomery even in cash games. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to make a lot of sense to prioritize Derrick Henry uh, over on Fanduel in, in both cash and GPPs too. I think you just made me blush at the idea of finding nine hundred dollars sitting around on the GPP side. I like the idea of putting Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones at eighty seven hundred into the same lineup, but there are also lots of other pivot options in that 6k range jared uh what do you like in gpp running back yeah i think aaron jones is interesting here because you know he's priced a lot closer to derrick henry on fan duel so i think you know he's jones is a worse relative value but i think he's going to be lower owned on fan duel i think you know if someone if, if some running back outscores derrick henry this week i think it's most likely to be aaron jones so i like him and then i'll, I'll mention chris carson again here talked about him on the DraftKings show, but I mean, I just think everyone's going to be on Seattle's passing game and, you know, Carson's capable of getting, you know, two or three of the touchdowns for Seattle against the Jets on Sunday. So um, I think he's a good, you know, leverage playoff Russell Wilson and the, and the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Tyler, what about you? Melvin Gordon, 6,100 on FanDuel, pretty good price on both sites and a really good matchup against the Panthers. Mike Davis actually has a really good FanDuel price at just $6,800, assuming Christian McCaffrey doesn't play. And then J.D. McKissick is priced all the way down at $5,300. He's more of a DraftKings player just with his propensity to catch passes. But, you know, he still has a chance at touchdowns. And the other football team backs aren't very explosive. So I'd expect McKissick to probably play over 60% of the snaps and even more if they're trailing in the game. Yeah, my one concern there is that Peyton Barber, they like near the goal line over here on FanDuel, but there's certainly touch upside. And I mean, anybody who's getting the ball in the backfield has a shot at finding the end zone. Uh, other um, pivot types away from David Montgomery at 66 and Miles Gaskin at 6K, Ronald Jones at 6,300. I think he could even be a cash option. He's just a little bit flimsier than we would like to have in our cash lineups, especially with those other two guys that we already talked about. Uh, but I mean, Bruce Arians keeps talking about how Ronald Jones is the guy. So we should at least head into this game, assuming that Ronald Jones is the clear lead back for Tampa Bay. Austin Eckler, 7,500. Jonathan Taylor at 7,000, certainly on the GPP side, I think is in consideration. Kenyon Drake at 6,500 is in a decent spot. I don't think that this Giants team can pull away and force Arizona into throwing the ball. Kenyon Drake has been nicely involved in recent weeks. And then Clyde Edwards, Elaire. We mentioned him on DraftKings. He's under 6K there. 6,400 here is also a nice price. Um, You know, lots of options in this range, but Patrick Mahomes' running back always has scoring opportunities, especially against a defense that is soft against the run, tougher against the pass this week. Yeah, like CEH a lot. Wide receiver for cash, Jared. What do you like? I'm going to go back to Allen Robinson. Let me down last week, but I still still think he's too cheap at 7,000 bucks. Um, Averaging 10.2 targets per game in Mitchell Trubisky's five starts this season, and he gets uh, you know a bad Texans pass defense that is worse now without its top cornerback Bradley Roby. Tyler, what you got? Robbie Anderson at $6,500 looks really enticing this week with banged up Broncos cornerbacks, uh, and we saw AJ Boye get suspended uh, from an performance enhancers, and just with the Panthers COVID situation, I think DJ Moore's ruled out. And then Curtis Samuel was placed on the list as well. So Robbie Anderson would be the preferred passing option for Teddy Bridgewater, certainly. And that might boost his target projection over over 10. And at that price, he, he looks pretty enticing for cash. I think whatever A.J. Boye was using might not be working. On the cash <laughs> side, I like Michael Thomas at 7,300 against the Eagles. 
two games and nine catches and over 100 yards receiving in Taysom Hill's three starts, 38% target share over that span. The Eagles this week are the highest rated run defense by DVOA that the Taysom Hill Saints will have faced. You know, we'll see if that matters. I'm not sure how much it matters, but maybe it's at least a little bit of a nudge toward throwing the ball a little bit more. Taysom Hill also figured out last week that you can throw the ball into the end zone. You don't have to just run it. Had his first two career touchdown passes. And Darius Slay, we mentioned on the DK show, he's coming off both calf and knee injuries the past two weeks. Might not even play in this game. We'll see. It might not even matter if he does, though. He got dominated by DK Metcalf and Devontae Adams the past two weeks. So he's the number one corner in name but he's not going to change Michael Thomas's performance in this one. I think Thomas is a fairly safe bet for targets and production here. GPP side, uh, Jared, what do you like? DJ Chark for me here, 5,900 bucks. So super cheap price tag. You know, he disappointed last week, but he got the usage. You know, he led the team with seven targets, um, led the team with 132 air yards. And this Titans secondary, you know, the defense in general is bad. The secondary is bad. Um, They're 30th in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers i i think chark you know especially if you're playing a Tannehill team or even if you're just playing derrick henry just to have you know a, a henry chark uh stack there tyler what you like at gpp wide up so wide receivers i'm definitely gonna be using a lot of the wide receivers paired up with the quarterbacks i mentioned so i'm gonna have all the chiefs pass catchers with sammy Watkins and tyree kill and then run it back with Devontae parker or jakeem grant i'm gonna have keenan allen Maybe a couple Mike Williams lineups just because I'm going to have a lot of Justin Herbert. Going to have Calvin Ridley from the Falcons. You mentioned Michael Thomas. I like him as a one-off play. He's kind of the only player I like in that game. And then Debo Samuel is actually pretty interesting at 6,300 against the football team. Just the way the the Niners use Debo, he's so good after the catch, and they use him on those end arounds. So he's always got a, a pretty high ceiling just the way the Niners use him. And then if I'm going to use a wide receiver from that Seattle game, it's going to be Tyler Lockett just due to his price. He's under 8,000 and he hasn't really had a big game in about a month. So it seems like coming off a embarrassing loss to the Giants, maybe it's one of those games where Seattle goes back to letting Russ cook and he has a, a five touchdown game against the Jets. Yeah, it would be nice if we could get one of those games because I'm starting to wonder if Seattle is still willing to let that happen. It's interesting, too. Debo is $400 cheaper than Brandon Ayuk on FanDuel at this point. Um, Tyreek Hill, I, I agree. I think he could get lost this week in terms of ownership because there's Devontae Adams, there's DK Metcalf up there. Keenan Allen is $500 behind Tyreek Hill, who's 9000 bucks. I mean, I just think that there's a chance that he comes in lower owned than he should be. And matchup, just like for Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for Tyreek Hill. Nobody beats him in ultimate ceiling as we saw in that game against the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago. Over at tight end, Jared, what are you playing for cash? Um, Hunter Henry, the clear top play for me here, 5600 bucks is, is the top dollars per point value based on our projections. You know, had four plus catches in five straight games prior to last week. And again, I'm just throwing out that game for the Chargers last week. Nice matchup here for Hunter Henry, the Falcons 31st in adjusted points allowed to tight ends. Yeah, and he's $1,600 cheaper than the next guy on the dollars per point uh, projections, also cheaper than the following two players. So, I mean, even has that extra little boost. So Hunter Henry is definitely going to be my starting point as well. Tyler, what you like? I think I'm leaning Robert Tunyon at just $300 more. I just think he has a little bit better chance of a touchdown. Packers have a higher team total. They're playing in a dome with a better quarterback. Tunyon scored a touchdown in three straight games. So we all know they look to Devontae Adams down 
you know, once they get to the red zone, but Tunyon's probably Rogers' second best option once they get down there. Hayden Hurst, I think, is in play at 5,500. It's just going to be tough to play him instead of Hunter Henry when they're so close, and I like the Chargers better. But a, a good target outlook, especially with Julio Jones out, it's a favorable matchup for him as well as it is for Hunter Henry. Both of those guys in good matchups for tight end scoring. On the GPP side, I think both of those guys are in play. I also think TJ Hawkinson at 6,000 is the high end for me when I'm building my FanDuel lineups. Uh, likely sticking to him, Henry and Hurst. Um, maybe I would go down to Dalton Schultz or Jordan Reed if I really need the savings, but I would rather not do that. Jared, what do you like? Yeah, tough to get away from Hunter Henry, you know, especially if you're playing a Justin Herbert team. I, I do think Hayden Hurst is in play. Um, I like Robert Tunyon as a tournament option. And then the last guy would be Rob Gronkowski, um, you know, maybe a bit overpriced at 6,200. But um, if you think that Bucks vikings game is going to shoot out and you're stacking it up, I think Gronk's a good, a good play in that game. I think where I would be most interested in Hayden Hurst is if I already have like Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in my yep. lineup. Yeah, agreed. Tyler, what do you like for GPP tight end? I'm going to have a bunch of Herbert and Mahomes, as I previously mentioned. So it matches up well with both Hunter Henry and Travis Kelsey. So those are going to be my guys. And then if I need savings, I, I have no problem going to Logan Thomas at just $5,200. What's the most chargers that you would put in your lineup this week, Tyler? So on FanDuel, you can you can only use up to four. So I could see myself using four chargers in a lineup. It would be like Herbert, Eckler, Henry, Allen, or Mike Williams. And, you know, all those guys are viable. So I could see myself running some four chargers lineups. And I think I would only still have one Falcon on the other side, maybe Ridley plus Hurst, but most likely just one Falcon on the run back. How often do you get to that point where you're willing to play four guys from the same team in a lineup? I've done it in the past, mostly with um, Pittsburgh back in the day when Roethlisberger had those insane um, splits at Heinz Field. I would use him, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and then have like another wide receiver or, or tight end, whether it was like Martavius Bryant or Heath Miller back in the day. So I haven't done it too much this season, but you can definitely make the case that you could do that with the Chargers or the Chiefs this week, just if you expect those guys to throw for four or five touchdowns, you'd probably need three pass catchers unless one of the guys is getting all the volume. Jared, you willing to go past three chargers this week? Uh, I've never done it, but you know, it's, it's worth trying anything once, I guess. Yeah. First time for everything. You just became a dad. So it's time to try new things yeah, Exactly. Uh, on to flex. So just like I said on DK, I'm likely going three running backs here with all the options that we've talked about in the six K range and up to Jonathan Taylor at 7,000 bucks. I think that if you're in GPP and you really want the savings here to pay somewhere else, Nelson Aguilar at 5,200 makes some sense either here or at a wide receiver spot because he's just priced so low as the Raiders number one receiver at this point. Jared, what are you favoring at flex? Yeah, I think we should just mention James Robinson. I mean, the guy just keeps getting it done every week. His usage is is like as good as any running back in the NFL right now, maybe besides Dalvin Cook. Um, so 8000 bucks, he's still in play. In tournaments, let's see, we mentioned Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Ronald Jones. And Tyler mentioned Robbie Anderson. I think he's a good play. Curtis Samuel, by the way, is also going to play in that game. He's off the COVID list. 5900 bucks for him. I think he is an option too. I, I prefer Robbie, though, for the 600 extra bucks. Tyler, what are you flexing? Pretty much mentioned all the guys I like. I'll throw out Gio Bernard at $5,700 in a really good matchup against the Cowboys. And then just a couple wide receivers I haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Antonio Brown and then Sammy Watkins always 
flies under the radar just because of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are always more heavily owned. And Sammy Watkins still has a pretty high ceiling. We saw him have a three touchdown game last season. We saw him have a couple of big games in the playoffs. So he's always a guy that's like 2% and he'll just randomly have these huge games. So I can see that happening against the Dolphins if they decide to key in on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. On defense, just like on DK, the Cowboys at 3,500 against Cincinnati are my starting point. Sack and turnover upside in this matchup. The Bengals were already vulnerable. Now they're down. They're starting left tackle. They've been under 200 total yards in two straight games since Joe Burrow went down. The Cowboys don't do much well on defense, but they do at least have some pass rushers. So I think there's a chance that they capitalize there. And, you know, obviously the matchup has has a chance at turnovers. And anytime you get turnovers, you got scoring upside. Jared, what do you like on defense? Yeah, Cowboys for me. Um, the other team I like is Washington, who is $400 more. So it'll be either those defenses in cash games. And then in tournaments, you know, Seattle's way priced up here on FanDuel at 5000 bucks. So I think they'll come in lower on than they will on DraftKings. So I think the Seahawks are a better tournament play here. Where are the Eagles at price-wise? I didn't look them up yet. I mean, not, not the Eagles, the Saints. Oh, the Saints. Saints are right below Seattle at 4900 Tyler, what do you like on defense? I like the Giants at $3,700. I like them more than Dallas. They're $200 more, but they're generating a lot of pressure, and Murray's been extremely shaky the last couple of weeks. I do like the football team as well at $3,900, and of course the Saints make a lot of sense going up against a rookie quarterback. Saints have been getting all sorts of pressure. They're just a defense that's playing really well. They could definitely make it difficult with a terrible Eagles offensive line and a wide receiver group that just never gets open. I got to give Tyler credit for for sticking with his Kyler Murray hate. You know, it, it burned him badly for the first like nine, 10 weeks of the season. But over the past couple weeks, it's finally came through for him. <laughs> it's his version of the Cam Akers people on Twitter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so before we head out, Tyler, what are you betting on this week? Mentioned on the other podcast, but I think it's a really good teaser week. I'm extremely confident in the Chiefs and the Packers and the Titans and the Bucks to get wins. All four of those teams are favored by a touchdown, so you could tease, mix and match all four of them. I think all four of those teams are going to come through, so you could parlay them as well. I'm not as confident about the Saints, but they're another touchdown favored team. Uh, I like the Chargers and teasers a lot. They're a team that actually had the record for most consecutive games without losing by 10 plus points until last week. They finally lost by 45. So I think they're going to bounce right back and keep it close against Atlanta. Extremely confident in Tennessee against Jacksonville in a must-win game coming off a loss. And then I I like teasing the Giants and the Bengals actually as well because you could get them over a touchdown. So I'm going to have a lot of teasers this week. I like the Colts minus two and a half at the Raiders. The Raiders got clobbered two weeks ago by the Falcons. And then last week it took a lucky late touchdown to beat the Jets uh, on a play that near that helped to get Greg Williams fired as defensive coordinator. The Colts come in at eight and four. They're sixth in defensive DVOA, much better, obviously, than the Falcons or the Jets in that category. Also 16th in offensive DVOA, so not great, but not terrible either. And just two places behind the Raiders. The Raiders are better on offense than they are on defense, and yet their offense is just barely rated ahead of Indy's. And they seem to be moving in opposite directions, whereas Indy has been better lately than it was earlier on offense. The Raiders have been struggling at times. Four straight games of average or better DVOAs for the Colts in that category. So I think this game has a chance to be lopsided at the very least. I think the Colts are a good bet to win by a field goal plus. Jared, what are you, what are you betting? Yeah, I like the Colts call. Other than that, I'm I'm all in on the Falcons Chargers over. 
There you go. That's going to do it for this week 14 FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. Get cash game recommendations from Kevin. Get tournament picks and top stacks from Tyler. Then check out the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. Come Saturday morning, we will show you who we're playing against each other in round 14 of the Shark Duel in the free post for this podcast. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. Tyler is at Tyler Syracuse with an I. And I am at ShoutDS. That's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola, Tyler Syracuse, and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shouse saying thanks so much for swimming with us.